Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Potapalooza version of Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, and coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. Today, I'm very excited to meet my next guest, which is Ash Wilder. And uh, Ash, tell everybody where you uh, call home. Where you, where are you located? Yeah, hi, Vicky. It's lovely to meet you. Um, I live in White Salmon, Washington, which is a tiny town nestled in between Mount Hood and Mount Adams. Ah, I know Mount Hood. Yes, very well. All right. Please tell everybody what it is that you do and when did you and how did you get started? Great. So I run a business called the Story Breath School. And what I like to say is that this is a writing, coaching, and poetry course place for people who want to entice their muse back from their neighbor's hot tub and to their writing desk, whether or not that is creative writing or content writing. I help you find your voice. If you have your voice, I help you hone your craft. And if you've got a voice and you've honed your craft, then we take your writing to the next level. And we do this primarily by passing the pen to our mythopoetic identity, by really trusting our creative process, even under deadline. So that is my space. So that is awesome. And we actually have a lot in common, whereas you help them write it and I help them deliver it. And so that we could definitely help each other. So what are three nuggets? that you would be able to share with our audience that if the only thing you can give to them today is these three nuggets, what would they be? Mm. I'd say don't worry about getting it right. Worry about getting it honest. I would say that sometimes the best thing to do is just make a giant mess in the kitchen with all of the ingredients and then to order takeout if it just doesn't work and to take that practice into your writing. That's awesome. And I would say that the more intuitive we can be inside of logic and strategic places, and the more logic and strategic based we can be inside of intuitive and spiritual places, the more we'll be able to communicate with our heart and not with our head. So another synergy is I teach leadership of the 21st century, leading with your heart, with your hand, and I'm sorry, your heart, your head, and your hands. And I think that's what makes us stronger leaders. So goodness gracious, this is a match made in heaven here. So as you get your, your clients or your uh, folks that you work with, there's probably that discovery time. So what would 
be some of the common mistakes that people come with <laughs> to you and that you need to help them get past? Yeah, so I'm speaking primarily to highly sensitive people, maybe people who are undiagnosed neurodivergent, people who have looked at writing their entire life as this academia cloaked stiff place where they cannot enter. Mm. And we just kind of tear that wall down. The way that we move through this curriculum is really based in finding your voice and your center first, and then moving into the craft stuff, and then talking about the ways to lay that into actually furthering your professional world, whether that's in a creative writing context, in an entrepreneur or business context, or just like, you know, I want to communicate with my family through letters in ways that feel really heartfelt. When people just start, depending on where they're at in this journey, it's always internally focused. My program is trauma sensitive. I have a history of PTSD. So the way that we work is not how do we find the right answer so that you can jump onto my creative process, but what is your creative process? And once we've got that figured out, it's how do you go to places for support? How do you neutralize your nervous system in places of stress and then decide whether or not that's a barrier to push through or to let go of? It's, yeah, step one is what's your creative process? How do you listen to yourself in it? And where do you find support in ways that are, that feel good? Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. So you talk about um, trauma and um, how do, how do you get it? How do you get to the point where you can put, push back, push out, or, or should you push back? Should you really peel that onion and reveal and, and get, get, um, acceptance of that you had the trauma, that you had that issue, that you had that thing that's holding you back and be able to grow past it. So I think that's a really intelligent question and it's a really personal exploration into that space. One of the things that I do want to start off by saying is that in general, productivity culture has decided that we need to hustle for our worth or our success in a variety of ways. And what that can look like on a self-healing journey is, well, this is a shadow part of myself. I've got to heal it. I've got to work through it. I've got to do this all at once. But what happens is you flood your body and your nervous system with all of this adrenaline and stress that makes it so that you actually can't get to those deeper layers. When we think of this like a deep sea diver as a metaphor, they take a really big deep breath and then they slowly descend and they wait for their body to acclimate to each of those new levels. And that's what allows them to stay down for a long time. You might be able to go deep quickly if you just dive right in, but your ability to stay there isn't going to be the same. I'd say that it's also the same in manifesting your dreams. 
if you want this, you know, 12 room mansion with a giant kitchen and a yard and five cars and whatever all of that stuff is, if you don't have the right step ups, you're going to get to that 12 room mansion and be like, I don't have furniture for any of this. Suddenly I need to do all of this work. I don't know what colors, like you haven't gotten to the place where you can imagine what that is yet. Mm-hmm. That, I'm not saying don't imagine it, but I'm saying, you know, follow that small intuitive voice that says, okay, this is painful, but it's good pain. Okay, this is painful and I'm scared and it's bad pain. It's like when you get a massage, Mm -hmm. there's like that yummy release of muscle tissue. And then some things are just injured and they just don't want to be touched. And maybe that'll change next session. That's so cool. All right. So what would be your ideal customer or client? Yeah, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, Mm -hmm. but I really do love working with other highly sensitive people. Um, I like working with people who want to be more concise in their language but maybe don't know how or don't have the confidence to narrow down what they're saying into something that's cohesive and holdable. And beyond that, I think that the biggest thing is that their heart is in communication and connection as much as mine is. We're not writing in a void, but we're not always writing for other people. Whatever we're writing for, it's like, to connect to us, to connect to our emotions, to connect to our inner self. And then it's to connect to the greater world, to invite connection and relationship with others. So it's those highly sensitive connection-based people who might be freaked out about a writing course because we don't market writing courses like we market cooking classes. Mm -hmm. They're not just these things that you can go have fun to do, but these ones are. So a lot of times in, in my coaching, I I talk about having a journal Mm. and as you were talking, it it made me think about people that may hesitate in journaling because they don't know how to do it. You know, it it sounds Mm. so simple and yet they might not know how to do it. How would you help a person to get the fullest benefit of being able to put those thoughts ideas, you know, dreams onto that piece of paper or computer? Yeah, great question. Um, The exercise that I use with my clients often, or one of them, is something that I actually borrowed from a visual arts friend of mine. And the idea is that you have your question and that you write it on a post-it note or a note card and you don't actually put the question in your journal and then to get either an unlined sheet of paper or a lined sheet if you can just ignore the lines Mm -hmm. and write down all of the things that come up in association with this question so let's say maybe a question that you're dealing with is you know in in the business world maybe it's whether or not to launch a new offer 
So you've got that offer on the post-it note up here and then on your in your journal, and I would just set a timer for 10 minutes in your journal, anything that pops into your brain, write it up, not in line, just scrambled. And every time you write something, just give your journal a quarter turn and write something else. Make it messy, make it big, make it bold, make it tiny, whatever feels like needs to come out while you're writing that. If you have a product offer and you're thinking, my grandmother would roll over in her grave if I ever like put this out into the world. Great, write that down. And then if you have an idea for like a price, write that down. If you have some other emotion that's coming up, give your journal a little churn, write it down, flip it over, write it down. So by the end of that 10 minute timer, when you sit back and you look at your journal, you've got everything, every direction, everywhere. And what you're doing for your brain is you're, you're saying, hey, like here's all of this information it's not prim and proper. We don't have it figured out and that's okay. We're going to start from where we are. Then if you want to grab a highlighter, just go through and highlight the things that feel really potent. But your job in this is to write until the timer goes off. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about getting it right. Just worry about being honest and being honest in this context is writing down whatever comes up. What you might find is that that question that you started with isn't the real question. The real question pops up somewhere else. If you're doing this process in order to get rolling on an actual writing project that you're doing, then you can do the exact same thing, but maybe instead of a question, you've got a topic. I love doing this for like, you know, my quarterly goals. I'll be like, great, what is the most amazing thing that could happen next quarter? Mm -hmm. Like time wasn't a thing, if money wasn't a thing, if effort wasn't a thing, like what would be the coolest thing? And I write down all of these ideas. And then by the time I actually move to writing about the thing and my goals, my subconscious mind has kind of weeded out the red herrings, all of the distractions, and I'm more focused. I'm more grounded in like what that thing actually can and should be. Yeah, I could see that really being helpful when you're trying to write that book or that chapter uh, to get you started. And to me, oh, yeah. it's, it really sounds a lot like a word map that you're doing it. And it is an organized, it's that free flowing um, of, of content. So in wrapping up, one uh, last question would be, what would be next on the, the journey for Ash Wilder? Hmm. I have a book coming up. I'm not quite sure on a publication date, but my goal is not this coming, but next summer. And yeah, that's really the big one. That's the big personal project. It's the burning. So that's where mm -hmm. I'm heading. Well, that's awesome. So thank you so much for being such a great guest and, and sharing really a lot of insights and tips for the folks. Writing oftentimes is what keeps people stuck and uh, using it for excuses as to why they're not where they want to be. And so I think you gave them some wonderful tips to uh, try to break through for that. So as always, I end with reminding everyone to uh, remember that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. 
Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Medling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.